Hey, what's up, peeps? It is Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast, and you might notice going forward that we have some sponsors. Yes, uh, we got some sponsors, and going forward, you know, they'll be on the channel, and I know nobody likes to hear ads, uh, but, I mean, a player's got to put cheddar on the table and some food on the table, and I, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to uh, work with the people I choose to work with. Um, I'm only going to choose to add stuff that um, I personally think is a decent sponsorship. Um, a company that I feel like, yeah, I can agree with this. So, uh, we'll be hearing sponsors at the beginning of episodes. Or at the end, I don't know, wherever I choose to put them. But, if you have ever lived in a state where it doesn't snow or if you currently live in a snake snake if you currently live in a state where it doesn't snow thus you don't have to drive in the snow consider yourself lucky because let me tell you driving in the snow super duper sucks um i mean okay it's not that bad right because i've lived in a state that snows my whole entire life. So every freaking winter, I'm like, okay, here comes the snow. But it's that transition to, you know, the streets being nice and clear and free from all obstacle to suddenly there is mounds and mounds of snow everywhere. And everybody is freaking out because, I mean, one, they want to drive safe obviously, and that's great, but it's like when the first snow happens, I feel like every single person forgets how the heck to drive. I mean, they drop down to below 20 miles an hour, um, and again, they're, they're being safe, and I'm all for safety. Like, I love safety. However, I, I hate how, <laughs> I hate how it happens, because the very first snowfall, people freak out, but by the end of winter, people are driving like it's a freaking racetrack out there and you know there's snow on the ground and things are just as dangerous but they go from driving you know 20 miles per hour in a location where at the end of winter people are blowing 40 down streets that are assigned for 30 and the freeway it's like here we go we're going the speed limit that it normally is when it's a full sunny day when it's covered in snow so come you know february it's just like mayhem out on the streets because people are driving way too dangerous so it's at the it's at the beginning of winter where i'm like okay come on people like the streets are a little safer than you make them out to be but it's at the end of winter where i'm like do you people care about safety at all um and it's just one of those things like people just get used to something um and they get accustomed to it and uh it's one of those it's like you see it every day You've been driving for three months in winter, and you haven't had a crash yet. So, oh, I could probably go a little faster uh, and drive a little more recklessly. But it's like, no, (laughs) you can't. Because, sure, you've gone three months without a crash due to snow, but all it takes is you to get on the brakes a little late. And boom, you you rear-end someone, you slide off into the road. Um, 
driving in the snow is a beast and a burden of its own and it's something that every you know resident of northern utah has to come to terms with and learn how to do effectively and safely and i mean geez having the correct car and the correct equipment on that car is paramount so <laughs> i i got my uh driver's permit when i was 15 years old and my birthday is in December, so, you know, get the permit at 15, birthday in December. Well, right after that, it's it's snow season, right? It's winter. And we had a 2002, 2003 Chevy Tahoe um, back when I got my permit. So my dad, um, he took me out in the Chevy Tahoe, and he's like, okay, we are going to teach you how to handle in the snow and what to do if you start to spin out, how to safely navigate that. Um, you know, my dad had lived or had been driving in Utah for 15 years almost at that point. So I, I would figure he would be able to navigate that and teach me that. So we, uh, we get in the Chevy Tahoe, and snow is way different in a car that is front-wheel drive versus a car that is rear-wheel drive versus a car that is all-wheel drive. How you handle and how you navigate things is different between those three. So it's something where you need to, okay, um, figure out how to manage if your car's front-wheel, if it's rear-wheel. If you have a car that's front-wheel drive, you tend to not turn when you mean to turn. If you have a car that's rear-wheel drive, you tend to overturn what you mean to turn. Um, and that's, that's simply because in a stressful situation, the situation where you might, you know, hit the gas a little too hard, if your front wheels are spinning and you have the wheel turned and your front wheels are just spinning like they're not getting any traction so you're just going to continue in the direction you're going in a rear wheel drive your front wheels aren't being powered so they'll like slow down and turn a little bit but if you mash on the gas it's going to whip that rear end out and you're going to lose it you know behind yourself and overturn and spin out and then in an all-wheel drive you got power going to all four wheels so it's a slight in between you know you could you could go you could underturn, you could overturn, um, but all-wheel drive helps you get going. It does not help you stop. That's, I feel like, a huge mistake people make is they, they're in an all-wheel drive car, and they're like, oh, I'll be able to stop because I have all-wheel drive. It's like, no, 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 no. All-wheel drive helps you go. It helps you go from a standstill to driving because you have four wheels trying to grab traction that power is going to them to get you on your way. So that's a little fun uh, car facts, snow driving facts. Um, but we go to a church parking lot, you know, no one's around. And my dad's like, okay, um, take it out of four-wheel drive. And this was right after a fresh snow. Uh, and the parking lot was just covered. And he's like, what I want you to do is I want you to go forward a little bit, turn the wheel, and just slam on the gas. 
I was like, oh, we're doing donuts. Here we go. And so we do a little, a couple of donuts in this church parking lot. And he was like, hey, that's what it feels like to have the tail end whip out on you. He's like, now what we're going to work on is trying to control that as best as we can. So he's giving me all sorts of scenarios. He's like, okay, we're going to come up to this point. Then you're going to turn the wheel, slam on the gas. And then by the time we reach this point, I want the car to be facing, you know, this direction, yada, yada. So I'm navigating everything pretty successfully and learning, okay, like this is what it feels like. Because I was going to be driving the Tahoe at that time. Uh, The Tahoe was going to be my driver. I was going to drive it to and from school. Short commute on the car that guzzles the most gas made the most sense you know because my dad had to drive into the city so he was going to have the fuel efficient car and i was driving two miles down the road to the local high school so i was going to have the gas guzzler plus you know i had to get the whole crew into the big tahoe um so we are in this parking lot there was a small uh strip of grass that separated like this back little extension of the parking lot I don't know how else to describe it, but there was a median, a strip of grass uh, that separated another little section of parking stalls. So we were in that small section, and my dad's like, okay, I want you to hit the gas, and I want you to successfully turn out of this little area into the main parking lot. Well, there was a giant snowbank pressed up from the previous snow And so it was just like a wall of snow and ice that encased the edges of this parking lot. And I had to shoot this Tahoe through a relatively small gap considering what my task ahead of me was. Now, I think when my dad explained it, and I'm not saying his words verbatim, he meant something completely different than how I understood it to be. I understood, okay, I'm hitting the gas, I'm cranking the wheel, and I'm trying to get out of this uh, parking spot. And and I honestly don't know what else he would have meant by the words he said. So, I... (laughs) Oh, I think hit the brakes was somewhere involved in there. And like I said earlier, when you got a four-wheel drive car, it doesn't help you brake. It only helps you get going. So... I stomp on the gas. We're going straight at this wall of ice, and I need to make a left-hand turn. I whip the wheel, hit the brakes, and our car just slides forward. It just slides in the direction we're already going, (laughs) and we slam into this wall of snow and ice. The front right bumper of the car slams into the wall of snow and ice. And my dad uh, said a few choice words at me. He was he was none too happy. And I was like, dude, I did exactly what you told me to do. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, instructions unclear. Slammed Tahoe into Wall of Ice. So we get out and we assess the damage. And the car is drivable. Um, however, that front end is dented in. And my dad is um, none too happy. And I think it was something where it's like we had just had some sort of repair on that Tahoe. Like my, my parents had just repaired something and I wanna say they had just repaired the front bumper. It, maybe that's wrong, but I know they had just repaired something. So 
the fact that this front bumper just got smashed in was uh, quite the kick in the groin. Um, so, my dad's like, well, I think we're done here. And we drive it home. And our next door neighbor did a lot of woodworking. So, we're like, hey, we drive it, you know, in front of his house. And we're like, hey, do you think we could get a 2x4, pry it in between the wheel and the bumper, and just pull that um, dent more back into shape? And so that's what we did. We get this 2x4, and the three of us just, you know, lever it with all our might to try and reshape this front bumper as best as we can. And let me tell you, we actually did halfway decent like it was passable it was one of those things where if you looked at it you could tell like oh there's some damage here but it was passable and my dad's like do not tell your mom about this right <laughs> i was like you you got it sir if we're not telling mom i'm not telling mom and then my dad one day um just takes it into a shop. He schedules it so he can take it in that day and get the car back that day, I think. Schedules it, fixes it, repairs it. My mom is none the wiser. Okay, fast forward about a month, maybe a month and a half. Um, my mom is the one that, you know, paid the credit card bills, paid the uh, gas bills, utilities, all that stuff. Like, my mom in that in their marriage has always handled the bills. Um and so she gets this credit card bill and there is a charge from an auto body shop. And she's like, well, no, because we had our Tahoe repaired like a month before when this charges or something like that. So she's like, this doesn't seem right. And I'm outside in the garage and she pops her head out into the garage and she's like, hey, do you know anything about this auto body charge right and I'm like oh yeah so about that um dad and I went to the church parking lot to practice driving in the snow and I didn't fully understand his instructions and we hit a snowbank. so he got the bumper repaired <laughs> and my mom's like oh and uh she waits, I think, for my dad to get home or something. <laughs> and then my dad comes and finds me, and he's like, I thought we weren't going to tell mom. And I was like, mom looked at the credit card bill. She knew the repair happened. I just told her what the repair was. It's not like we were going to hide it for much longer from her. And I mean, like, obviously nobody wants to spend the money to repair the car. It's not like they were strapped on cash and couldn't afford it. It's just one of those things where it's like, you don't want that expense even if you can't afford it it's like nobody wants to spend that money on that expense so she looked at the credit card bill i was like oh yeah uh this happened and my dad's like dude i thought you were on my side and i'm like ah, i was until mom totally found incriminating evidence against us maybe you should pay the credit card bill dad but i mean that was like my first experience driving in the snow and i just slammed it into a snowbank but i learned a lot from it and I learned, hey, we can't keep anything from mom. And it, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, ah, I love my family. And I had such a great childhood. 
Um, and just like stupid fun stories like that. I love that I have in my back pocket, but I mean, it rained, not rained. It snowed heavily the last couple days. And so that's what got it on my mind was driving in the snow and buckling up for winter here, buckling up for crazy weather. I've got plenty of more snow driving stories and let guarantee you I'll be telling them, uh, pretty here soon because tis the season for crazy driving. Anyway, thanks for uh, stopping on in. Um, I'm excited to have sponsors. I know nobody wants to listen to them, but thanks for listening to the sponsorships, and thanks for all you do. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. Tell your friends, tell your mother, tell your dog, uh, tell your pastor, um, tell your soccer coach uh, that I have this premier useless podcast. I think the I think the tagline sets you up for what to expect. Anyway, love your guts. Peace.